This episode of the Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. This is Steven Jensen. I'm here today once again with Mr. Paul Braddy, and we are going to do our long-awaited year-end awards for the WWE and NXT. It's going to be one category. Yeah. It's going to be one category for uh, these, these winners will be either on the WWE main roster or in NXT. So we're choosing from both talent pools, but it is exclusive to WWE and WWE NXT. So just keep that in mind while you're listening to this. Um, so this will be the official Fight Talk podcast WWE 2016 award show. And if you want to check out my UFC awards, you can find that on this podcast feed on iTunes and Podomatic as well. It's the last episode before this one. Very easy to find. Did that with Spencer Corley. That was a good time, good show. But first and foremost, Mr. Paul Brady, how you doing today, man? Hey, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Paul. I mean, it's, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a little bit since we've done one of these. It's been a little bit. Yeah, that's, um, that's not my fault, for, uh, for the record. <laughs> this is actually Paul's idea to do the award show. So I stole the idea and did a UFC one because he was taking so long to, to get together with me to do this, even though we see each other at work all the time. Although we did get snowed out on Friday where we live. We got a little bit of snow. Didn't have to come to work on Friday. That was pretty cool. Uh, but aside from that, I've been trying to track this guy down, and he's been busy, <laughs> but we're making it happen right here today for you guys. Is there anything else you want to tell the people about or, or talk about well, before I, hope, I get started? I hope everybody had a happy new year. I mean, we've uh, we had a great year in wrestling. I think we had a major step in the right direction this year. I think a couple of hiccups here and there, but I think that, we, that you've seen some really uh, pretty cool matches and uh, uh, superstars emerge. Uh, out of the shadows and out of NXT and into the WWE main roster. So a lot of stuff to talk about. I Hopefully everybody had a happy new year. Um, we did get a little bit of snow down here in the, the deep south, and uh, we uh, had some fun with that. And I, I Also, one of the reasons, listen, you know, the holidays are time for the family, and so I had a lot of family time going on. But here we are, and uh, excited to do this. Uh, I think you should let them know because I – keep forgetting what your Twitter handle is. Because it's new. Yeah. It is new, and uh, they can follow you on there. Yeah, I actually just followed Paul today. I'm his 69th follower, so he's uh, he's getting up there now. Hey. Um, if you want to become one of my 13,000-plus followers, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can find me on there. And Paul's checking his phone right now. Do you not see me following you? I do. I was just, yeah. I'm. I, I literally have so little interaction on Twitter. I had to look my app up to see what mine was in case you asked me what my name was. What is it for the people that want to follow Paul Braddy? It's at Billy Joe's Garage. B i l l y j o e s g a r a g e. Billy Joe's Garage. So that's our Twitter handles, and just keep in mind, we're recording this podcast on the 10th day of January. Yesterday, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho had that match with Roman Reigns. Just to give you some timeline on when we're recording this, Chris Jericho is your new U.S. champion. That's going to be a different topic for a different day, but congratulations to Chris Jericho. He just won the only belt that eluded him this whole time. First ballot Hall of Famer, unquestionably, in the WWE. It was great to see Jericho finally get that notch in his cap. I did not know that. That's the only belt like ever he hadn't won before. No, I'm saying I didn't watch Raw last night, <laughs> and you just spoiled the hell out of me. It's not really a spoiler when it's like the next day and it's wrestling. Like right. at this point, right. it's out there. Right, I got you. I, well, we also had a national championship football game last night. That so Raw took a DVR backseat uh, for the one time only uh, Alabama Tide versus Clemson. With Clemson, spoiler alert. Winning the national championship over the Tide with one second to go to go ahead. Very true. Um, Paul just needs to get on that next level-ish because I have two big screens in my living room, and I watch both <laughs> at the same time. So Listen, I, I, I always say we pay you too much money. You make more money than I do, man. That's definitely not true. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. We're going to start with the category of most underutilized. And what we'll do, just like on my UFC award show, I'm going to go first, and then Paul will go second, and then we'll just switch off. So you'll get a different winner from each of us, but we'll both give our winners. And I'll also give some honorable mentions after both of us have given our winners, in most categories at least. 
So for most underutilized wrestler, you know what, we're going to start with Paul. I want to get this off on the Paul Brady first step. Paul, who do you have for your 2016 WWE NXT or WWE underutilized wrestler in the WWE? Who you got? I guess there's a, there's a preface for this, right? For me, the most underutilized wrestler is Bray Wyatt. Okay. He's on my honorable mentions. Um, just because he could be so amazing as just, uh, you know, I know he runs his faction, but, you know, everybody talks about him being the next Undertaker, but he's so underutilized and never given that real push to be that big machine on his own. It's always a pushback that I just feel like he's somebody who has never uh, really kind of uh, been used. Now, obviously, it kind of sounds weird because here at the end of the year, we got this big push uh, with the Wyatt family and, uh, and, uh, Randy Orton and everything like that, but it was still, it's the Wyatt family. It's not Bray Wyatt, and right. he's such a talent. I think he's such a talented wrestler, and he's got such skills on the mic. I just feel like he's really probably this year's most underutilized. All right, and the funny thing is, when I was putting together my list of underutilized, the first name I wrote down was Bray Wyatt. It is the first one that comes to mind, yeah. but then I thought a little bit harder, and my winner for most underutilized is Luke Harper. He was my he was my honorable mention. If we, if we were that Luke Harper is right there with him. So it's pretty interchangeable. You could really mesh both together because it's really the Wyatt family in general is underutilized. They've been doing a little bit more towards the end of the year, uh, but my winner is Luke Harper, and Paul has Bray Wyatt, both of the Wyatt family. A couple honorable mentions I wanted to throw in there, uh, but both are being used to a higher degree now. Cesaro, who's now the uh, one half of the tag team champions on Raw. I always feel he's in the same kind of category as Bray Wyatt with me. Like, there's always more they could be doing with him. And my other one was Neville, who's actually getting a good push um, in the cruiserweight division now. Yeah. So, well, Luke Harper was my honorable mention, and I think probably um, if I had to add one more, if I had to go one more, it would be. Um, uh, I just blanked out. I had it while you were talking, and now it's gone. If it comes back to me, we'll go back there. Your boy Kalisto. <laughs> Only if they swing him around into the post like a rag doll. There you go. All right, well, if you think about it, let me know. We'll definitely include that oh, in the show. Randy Orton. The other member of the Wyatt family? The, other member the, the entire Ryan. Wyatt family the, is on the list. The entire Wyatt family. Here's the thing. I feel like Randy Orton, as a singles, could give such a push and could have such great feuds uh, with some of these really these superstars who need that John Cena type. I really feel like John Cena and Randy Orton are on the same level playing field, right? They've had so many championship runs. They've feuded against each other for years, and they give the same kind of rub. I feel that they give the same cred to a wrestler uh, that the other one does. But you got Randy Orton tied up in this weird storyline with the Wyatt family when he could be, I mean, listen, him uh, versus AJ Styles, you know what a match, right? Sure. I mean, well, there's so much, there's so many different wrestlers you can throw them up against just to kind of give them that credibility, and uh, and they're they're not in that way. I feel like they're not utilizing. Sure. And one more name I'll just throw on that list, uh, just because it came to mind, Goldust. Oh yeah. He's always underutilized nowadays. I mean, yeah. he's a character that everyone's always behind. I, I'm surprised they don't do more with him, and he can still go in the ring even at the the older age that he's getting to. So. Well, it shows some love to Goldust, too, on this show. <laughs> All right, the next category, most overutilized wrestler. It's my choice, and I'm going to start this one off by saying, I think this is probably the obvious choice, Roman Reigns. Most overutilized. It's not my choice, but it's, it's, it's solid. Who do you have for overutilized? New Day. Oh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just run, they run their course. Well, I think they've just, they're, right, they've run their course, they've, I mean, obviously they were pushing for the big, you know, record, and uh, I think somewhere in there they lost. The jokes got stale, right. the gimmick got old, and they were pushing more for the record versus anything else. And at a certain point, we had probably, I don't know, fifty, seventy-five, hundred days left, and we were just kind of like, eh. And there was a while there that they were featured on like multiple segments of yes. each show too. It wasn't oh, like yeah. just one New Day segment. It was like a lot of them in one right. episode. Anytime you become the major babyface, you run that risk of being uh, overutilized. All right. And so there you go. I've got Roman Reigns. Paul's got. Oh, I hate Day. Roman Reigns. I mean, don't get me wrong on this. You can listen to our previous podcast if you want to get our full opinions on Roman. This Reigns. This is not me giving Roman Reigns a pass. Um, I. I 
well, I, we have opinions on Roman Reigns, but in this case, I feel like New Day was the probably the most overutilized. All right. Um, honorable mention in this category by James Ellsworth for obvious reasons. I'm going to go Chris Jericho. Dude, that's a that's a bad one in my opinion because he's been so damn entertaining. I, I love that he's being overutilized. Well, I here's what I guess my fear is. I'm looking at 2017, and there comes a point where, and I know he's about to start touring with Fozzie, and he's going to be gone. But at some point, and now it hasn't been this time, but we're going to get to a point where he doesn't give a rub because he's always come in as the person. Who gives somebody that? Now this year it's worked. So I mean, you know, let me strike that from the actual list. But there is the list a, of Jericho. The list, right? I just made the list. You just made the list, right? You stupid idiot. So I mean, strike it from the list. But do you get what I'm saying? Where yes. eventually, if if this is his only real, you know, I mean, granted he just won the championship, but still, if he if he's just there to give rubs and to push somebody, then eventually he's 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 gonna be like the Big Show. I, I follow what you're saying there. Um, I think, just sidebar, what I think they're working towards is... If I've, you don't agree with me, you're a stupid idiot. So stupid. That's <laughs> and you made the list. And you made the list. Um, I think that, I hope this isn't the case, but I think that Roman Reigns is going to win the title with the Royal Rumble, and I think we're going to have Jericho and Owens feuding for the U.S. title going into Mania. Um, but that's just my, my prediction. After this, all right, let's go to the next category. Worst storyline of 2016. Uh, you're up first, Paul. What you got for the worst storyline? You know, I won't be honest with you. Um, I I was never a fan of Ellsworth. I've okay, never sure. been a fan of Ellsworth. Um, I get why they gave him that little mini push, uh, and I'm sure there's some stuff that happened earlier in the year that I'm completely forgetting about. Um, you can add that as an honorable mention that pretty much any match that the Bellas were involved in uh, or any kind of storyline that involved them. I felt like we had um, – I'm going to just leave Ellsworth alone for a second. I just didn't – I don't know. I just thought it was so uh, late 90s, early 2000 gimmicky kind of, you know, I don't know, I feel like Doink the Clown or, or uh, who was the guy who made fun of Goldberg? Gilbert. Gilbert. He was so he reminded me so much of Gilbert. He looked a lot like Gilbert. Right. It was just I just feel like we were past that. You know, we didn't have to go to those kind of things anymore. I didn't like that. Um here's the when I look at the Bellas and and, and any storyline they're involved in, I think it's absolutely horrible. I think they can't act, I think they can't wrestle, and I think that we have such strong women now that you see how weak they really are. It's a sad day when Nikki Bella and Brie Bella are out there having matches, and John Cena and Daniel Bryan are sitting at home. <laughs> How weird is that? That's very weird. Like That's... they're like two of the best of all time, right? And their their girlfriends or wives, depending on you know if it's Bryan or or Cena. Every time I watch Brie Bella wrestle, all I can think about is how depressed I am that Daniel Bryan's not allowed to wrestle anymore. Yes. That's all I can think about. Right, association. You have association, association with her, exactly. and that's, it's not a good thing. No, it isn't. I'm not a big fan of the Bellas. I'm sorry. You're very good looking. I'm definitely not saying that. I don't know. But, twins are weird. Well, I don't know if I agree with that or not. But um, <laughs> my winner for story worst storyline of the year is the Make Darren Young Great Again storyline. Oh, I forgot about that. Just brutal. Bob Backlund deserves better. Darren Young, I don't know if he does or not. I think Darren Young... Uh, has got he's had a pretty good run with the company like as far as like longevity goes like lengthwise but he's this is not a good gimmick he's going nowhere fast and i just don't know where they go with this um honorable mention this wasn't so much a storyline it kind of was but the segment itself the uh honorable mention here to i'll just call this the worst this isn't even a category but this was the worst segment of the year Possibly the worst segment I've ever seen in my entire life in pro wrestling. The old day segment when it was uh, oh. the, the 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 club dressed yes. up like the new day. Yes. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Yeah, so that's its own category. It's getting a uh, it's a standalone worst thing I saw all year award. Yeah, was horrible. the new day and the club bad. and the old day segment. So I've got a uh, worst storyline. Make Darren Young great again. And Paul has uh, anything the Bellas were involved with, or was it James Ellsworth? It was James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. And okay. I also hate the Bells wrestling. Okay, well, there it is. And they're and they're acting. Real talk, fight talk. All right, 
<laughs> After that, we got worst match of the year. So this is worst match of 2016. I'm up first on this category. So this depends. Some of these categories, you kind of have to. It's going to depend on your view of what worst match means. Like, was it the worst match, like in the ring? Like, like you watch these two people and they didn't click and they were missing moves and they were botching. Is that the worst match or is the worst match? something that like you were excited about and just completely under delivered that's what i went with that's saying a lot i'm going with as well that's saying long i don't think it's where most people would go but that's where i'm going well i'll say this isn't my winner but honorable mention in the category of the worst the actual worst worked match i saw this year there was a darren young titus o'neill match on raw that was i remember vividly and it was just terrible like that was the worst match i remember happening this year but as far as my worst match of 2016, the main event of WrestleMania, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. I wow. thought it was a shit match. Really? I thought it was a shit match with a shit ending. Nobody wanted Roman Reigns. Like, here's the thing, and I'm not going to get on this a big Roman Reigns tangent because it would take an entirely other podcast, but everyone knew he was going to win, and nobody wanted it. And no. nobody wanted it so badly to the point where Triple H, the uber heel, was the baby face. No. Like, that's how little people wanted that to happen. And there was no run-in. Not that I like those kind of finishes, but there was nothing. Like, there was, it was literally Triple H losing to Roman Reigns clean in the middle of the ring. After what otherwise was a pretty damn good show, there was really good stuff on WrestleMania yeah. 32. And to close it out with that, to me, was just such a letdown that it's got to be my worst match of the year. The match itself wasn't good. I have not watched be, that match. It may be one of the worst main events of a WrestleMania that we've had in a long time. Dude, it's way up there. The only one I can even think of that compares, like, the uh, the Randy Orton Triple H that had to follow one of the Undertaker Michaels, I believe. Yeah. Once again, you like if you can't follow it, like, it doesn't... That's a whole other topic. But my, my, my winner for worst match of the year, the main event of WrestleMania 32, Triple H and Roman Reigns, who you got? So, I have, um, in my mind, the worst match... Because I felt like it did the most damage um, was, um, and I've got this is interesting because this one appears again later on. But was and you're going to help me because I've just now gone blank. Was Bailey's debut match in WWE? Oh, was it Dana Brooke? Was it Bailey and Dana Brooke? Was that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they were botching everything. They were botching everything, but I felt like, and I immediately, I don't know why. But in my gut, as soon as that match took place, I knew that there was something different about Bailey than what was in NXT. Right. I don't know why, but I just felt it. And I was a huge Bailey fan in NXT. And I'll get to that later. But huge Bailey fan. Really, actually, really probably way too top for like a dude to be like, like buying into her whole gimmick of hugging and everything like that. Yeah, especially for a grown ass man. Yeah, right. I get it, man. Trust me. Right. But when she came out there, you. Man, you just didn't feel that excitement. You didn't feel like she was the same star, right? And I, for like, initially I was like, okay, is it because it's in a larger arena? And, you know, I'm used to seeing her in a smaller venue. Is it, you know, is it not translating to the big stage like it did in that smaller place? And I didn't feel like that was it, you know, because a lot of times what we watch on TV on NXT is that tight shot and you see everything, you know, the, the ring's a ring on it with a camera on it. It is what it is. You know, but there was just something not translating, and then we saw um, for the next few weeks how true that was, in my opinion, that she was not the same Bailey, oh, way over the top. And they they did a now it came to fruition. They did a poor job of telling her backstory and building her up, and then she went out there and she had a shot and she lost, and and that was it for a minute. You know, and I feel like for me. Um, that was perhaps the worst uh, match of the year because I think that it hurt a wrestler probably the most that had the most potential coming out. I don't think this year you had anybody coming up from NXT with as much pop as she had that landed as flat as she did. I follow you. Okay. So for me, that's a that's a horrible match. Yeah, worst match of the year for you. If it sets that tone, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, and Bailey's just now kind of recovering from that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I follow you 100%. Uh, all right, so Paul's got uh, Bailey and 
Dana Brooke is his worst match of 2016. I got Triple H and Roman Reigns. Next category we got here, worst wrestler. This can be male or female, uh, just a hint there, because mine, mine is female. But who you got? You're up first for this category. Worst wrestler of the year. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, there's, there's some really shitty-ass wrestlers out there uh, in, in both NXT and the WWE. Uh, for me, uh, and this isn't technical, this is just worst wrestler. Um, because I think there's some really technically, um, when I think about like Darren Young and, and Titus and the, that match that you mentioned, and uh, just I mean, there's so many times that I've watched wrestling lately and I've seen a missed punch and somebody react like they got hit and just some really bad camera angles and people not laying punches in like they probably should. But still to me, worst wrestler is Roman Reigns. Well, he's on my honorable mentions. He's the only male that's on my list, actually. He's absolutely the worst wrestler in the fact that his – this, you know, I said it's not in regards to – he can pick anybody up and slam them and, and do spears as good as anybody else can do a spear, right? They're, you know, and, you know, they made fun of John Cena for all these years of, oh, you got three moves and – and a pin, or whatever it was called, they were used to make fun. Five moves of doom, yeah. Right, but I mean, is Reigns that much different? Oh, no, it's, you know, it's the, the same formula. The problem with the difference between Cena and Reigns during that time was Cena could talk, Reigns can't, and Cena sold. Cena had facial expressions that made you believe. Reigns can't act. Reigns can't sell. Reigns can't talk. Reigns is absolutely horrible and unbelievable in everything he does, which in my world... When he does lay a punch into somebody, it makes it unbelievable because I don't, I haven't bought into anything, and most likely I've checked out of the match. And, and it's become a damn bulletproof vest while he wrestles. That isn't bad. You want to be a badass? Take off a fucking bulletproof vest. It's become at this point where I almost don't even watch matches he's involved in, for better or for worse. Like it's it's that bad where I've become so tired of seeing him, and I'm just I'm just about boycotted. And sometimes I've had to actually go back and watch matches he was in because I hear, oh, well, you should have seen what he did with Rollins. Oh, you should have seen this cool thing that they did. And, you know, even against my want, because I just can't stand him. And I just can't stand the way he talks. I just can't stand the character. For me, he's the worst, worst wrestler. I think he's the worst thing going on in WWE right now. Well, you know, and... He's like my, a cancer. I, I don't disagree. And, I, you know, I have him on my honorable mentions... And it says Roman Reigns based on reaction is the note that I put on yeah. there. Like, even if even taking all the wrestling out of it that you just mentioned, which is, in my opinion, is accurate, which you said. But it's – I literally was laughing out loud last night when I was watching Raw with, uh, with my buddy. Like, we're sitting there on the couch, and Roman Reigns comes out, and I'm like the, – the reaction is – it's – actually comical at this point like nobody is cheering no. like maybe some kids here and there but nobody's cheering like how are you he's not a good guy he's not he's not a good guy he's not a bad guy he's just the guy no he just he sucks like nobody wants to see him aside from women and children and that's okay there's a place for that but he doesn't have to be the top guy to do that but the children don't even care no we'll put him up there next to john cena and john cena's getting cheered all day over roman reigns oh, it's not even yeah. debatable that's why I thought it was so interesting the idea when it starts happening again because you know it well what's going to happen when they try to match up him and Finn Balor again that same demographic is going to be pro Finn Balor the women and the children are going to be into Finn Balor more than they're into Roman Reigns what the fuck are they going to do they got to turn him but anyway whatever So, but my worst wrestler of the year was Eva Marie kind of a cop out but she's the worst wrestler on the roster in my opinion my other honorable mention was Dana Brooke who was from your worst match of the year Dana Brooke, oh man, she's so strong and she's sold so weak. You know, Gosh, she could be such a badass if they. If, if, I, don't, I don't. Here's like I don't know if it's her or if it's whoever's building these matches up or whoever's coaching her. Somebody needs to pull her aside and say, "Listen, Dana, you are a strong woman. You need to sell like a strong woman, but you also need to lay it in like a strong woman." And she just kind of gets thrown around and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. Dana Brooke. It's bad. Yeah. All right, up next we got our feud of the year for yeah. 2016. My feud of the year, this was a tough one. I have three feuds in front of me here that were very, very difficult to choose from. My winner ultimately is AJ Styles versus John Cena. I, Every one of their matches was great, like literally great. Like all of their matches 
I have rewatched. I really, enter, really entertained by what they do. Uh, for my money, I've said it before. I'll say it a thousand times. Right now, in the ring, AJ Styles is the best in the world, in my opinion, and he's been doing great on the mic. He's overall, he's such a great talent. And John Cena is John Cena, and he can still go, regardless of what his haters think. John Cena it can still go with the best of them. And they had a great series of matches, and I'm looking forward to them continuing that at the Royal Rumble in just a couple weeks. But my feud of the year is John Cena and AJ Styles. What you got, Paul? Do you want to go over your other two? Because I'm doubling up on you. I also have AJ Styles and John Cena. I'm a huge John Cena fan, though. And I'm also a huge AJ Styles fan. And I'm, I love watching every time they get in the ring. Because I really do feel like the best that WWE has to offer is right there. I think you've got I, – I, and, and there's so many John Cena haters. I think at this point it's just more ironic. I think they just hate him just to hate him. A lot of it. This is right. like fun. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's like the Roman Reigns heat. I think it's just more of a let's boo him heat because that's a fun thing to do. Right. Like I might even do it if I win, and I'm a fan. Just, sure. to, just to participate in it. Um, but I feel like John Cena has gotten so good at um, – well, you know, I think it started when he was the U.S. champion and he went on that big streak and he defended the titles. I think, for me, he really put in so much work then into making people, makes it, making something look important. Like when he was doing the U.S. Open Challenges yes, and all that. Oh, US, dude, that's oh, yeah. when he won me over as right. a fan. Man, right. I, was, I was a hater for, like, the first, like, 12 years of his run right. until he started doing that. And I was like, this is the fucking man. He adapted with the times. And I, he's going with the best in the world. I always was a fan of his. But, like, for me, it started seeing him place himself vulnerable versus um, him be on such a high level of you can't touch me right. type situation. For sure. And now when I see him working with A.J., for me, I know what he's doing. He's he's helping AJ so much be established as this top superstar in such an unselfish way that to me it just propels him even higher level. It increases his superstar power that he's doing, and you know he's doing this right. But for AJ, he's such a good wrestler, you know. And to see them go at it, and then I have respect for John Cena again. I know it just sounds like I'm just you know all over John Cena right now, but then I know how good AJ is. And to see John hold his own in a match with AJ, I know that that takes talent because I don't feel like AJ holds back against John Cena. Right. I feel like he actually lets loose and they throw it all out there, and Cena holds time and time again with him. And for me, that I, I've always respected Styles' wrestling, um, and especially everything he's done in WWE has been phenomenal. Right, he's a phenomenal one. No pun intended. Oh, uh, it really wasn't. But he, right. he, but those 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 are some great matches. They really are. I um I think that you almost have to throw my and I I was debating on this was Charlotte and Sasha. They're number three on I got three of them listed. They're number three on mine. So yeah. I'm unapologetically a huge Charlotte fan. Me too. And a huge Sasha fan. Yep. Um, and I absolutely loved what they've done this year. I think they have elevated probably these these are probably the best women's matches in the history of women wrestling. Um, period. I'm going to say that they probably have done more for women's wrestling this year than ever. And I think that that, that that feud between the two of them has been amazing to watch. And the stories and the characters have been built. And they have, over the course of this time of this feud, we have such a clear idea of who Sasha is and this fighter and Charlotte. And we've come to hate her on her own without her father, which we for a while there we didn't think was going to happen. You know, and when she when she kicked her dad, even though it was a little bit awkward, that whole speech she gave when her she kicked her dad to the curb, you know, and Rick, you know, was so upset and you know and all this stuff like that. But it's it, it was such a payoff because she's become a heel that we hate just on her own, not because she's a flair, uh, not because of Rick, but because Charlotte has played that part so well. And done exactly what she's done, but at the same time, you believe this is a heel that can win that championship back. You know, she's a dangerous heel. She has the ability to hang in there. She'll cheat. She'll do whatever it takes. She, well, we're coming up on that. She may be one of the best heels out there right now. Uh, but for me, it's the second. I feel like the guys uh, really tore it up. But gosh, it's it's pretty close in there for the two of them. It says a lot about AJ Styles or Sean Cena that that beat out Sasha and Charlotte this year. Yeah. It says a lot about all four of them because I agree with you 100%. Uh, and 
What's your number two? I, so I've heard you're one and three. My number two is Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT. Oh, yeah. They've had some damn yeah. good matches. They've been yeah. going back and forth. But that being said, I think that all those feuds are great. You couldn't have gone wrong with any of them. But in my opinion, you know, this is the first category we've agreed on so far. We don't know each other's picks until we're saying them out loud. No. So that's cool. So we both got feud of the year, John Cena versus AJ Styles. And a good segue into the heel of the year, uh, we just talked a whole lot about Charlotte. She's on my honorable mentions, and I can't say it any better than you just did, so I just want to leave it at that for myself. Um, Charlotte was my number three heel of the year, um, male or female. I think your, are you up now? Yeah, because I gave AJ Styles and John Cena first. Uh, Paul, who you got for your 2016 heel of the year? Kevin Owens. I like it. Kevin Owens is my heel of the year because I think that – and with like an honorable mention of Chris Jericho because you almost can't split them but Kevin Owens has been so spot on with what he needs to be he's been so he's 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 retreated when he needs to retreat he's been that cowardly heel when he needs to be that cowardly heel he's been brash and overconfident when he shouldn't be you know just all these things that you just love about a good heel while not being while not being over the top about it. Does that make sense? While not being, he's been a heel in a classic type of way. Yes. He's been a heel in the way that Bobby the Brain Heenan was a heel manager with that mouth that you just wanted to punch in the face because everything he said, you were just like, my God, if you just shut up. You know, and, you know, for me, his armpits alone make, make him a heel. <laughs> I just can't stand He's got some weird, like, stain under his armpit. It just drives me nuts. Um, but he's just, he's been such a good heel all year long with his actions, his words, um, the way that he wins, the way that he gloats. He's just, for me, he's been great. My my honorable mention, of course, is Charlotte. Um, I, I think the two of them uh, are great. Uh, and, and probably third, uh, by mistake, is Roman Reigns because everybody just hates him. Okay. He's probably He probably has more heat than any heel in WWE, but it's the wrong guy. Side note, I'm pretty sure that there is a Twitter feed about Kevin Owens' underarms. I'm pretty sure I've oh seen that God. out there. Where like, There's feeds out there about his underarms. I had Jericho and Owens both on my list of heels. Honorable mention, I had The Miz on my list. Uh, I thought he's been phenomenal. Uh, best work of his career this past year. Oh, yeah. And a true heel. Yeah. And he was who I actually had until I really... I was, I was waffling between him and my winner. Ultimately, I'm going... Old school badass heel. I'm going Samoa Joe for heel of the year this year. Won the NXT Championship. Uh, he's won the title twice now. Had some really great matches with Nakamura and a bunch of other people. But I think Samoa Joe is just a real good classic. Oh, he's yeah. out there to kick your ass. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be your friend. And he's there to win championships. And you can like it or leave it. I, yeah, like, the, I, I like the style. I, I think all. I think we've had a... I think on a small, I think the ones who have been on the top have been really good. I think if you take your top 10% heels, that's a really strong group. I think it kind of gets weak after that. Uh, well, as far as like true heels go, right. they like aren't getting yeah. cheered too. Right, right, right. I think it does get kind of weak. But you, you've got you've got some really, the ones who are doing it right are doing it really well. Um, so, anyways. All right, cool. Well, we did uh, heels just then. Up next, we got Babyface. I'm not going to give my honorable mentions for this one because there's so many I could choose from because there are so many babyface wrestlers on the roster right now. My winner is Shinsuke Nakamura. Getting great reactions in NXT, having really great matches, and he's something completely different than what we're used to seeing. The biggest Japanese superstar they've ever signed if, if they use him correctly. And I think he's going to translate big time on the main roster if and when he gets that opportunity. So my baby face of 2016 is Shinsuke Nakamura. Who you got, Paul? Yeah, for this one it was tough because so many baby faces were injured throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were in and out, and nobody really kind of worked like a Rollins got like half a year. Yeah, Rollins. Because right. you know, I said I go well, Rollins for this, um, and then there's parts of different ones. Um, you know, for, for me, uh, I say. My baby face of the year was Sasha. Okay, I like that. Um, you know, I wanted to go Bailey, but I feel like they just screwed her over once she came up to WWE. I think she easily, if that translated and they sold that right, she could have probably easily been one of the top. Uh, and there's a lot of guys who were right there who did a really good job, 
but they came and they went, right? And so there was nobody really consistent throughout the entire year that I thought, and I looked at it and I said, that's a baby face who really killed it all year long and who was right there in the mix of something all year long. And I think just by default with those matches that they had, and uh, for the most part her staying healthy throughout the entire year, uh, Sasha's my pick for babyface. All right, so Paul's got Sasha Banks. I've got Shinsuke Nakamura being face of the year. Up next, we got theme song of the year. Uh, you're up first, Paul. Um, so I um, I don't know. I don't know the name of any of these songs. That's okay. Just who's the superstar? So my favorite, I guess, entrance or or song uh, for me was uh, Finn Balor's. Oh, okay, that's a good one. I yeah. like that. I don't know who or anything about it, but that's my favorite one. Okay, cool. That's a good one. Mine is Glorious Domination, Bobby Roode's theme song. Have you heard that yet in NXT? Now, I'll tell you, listen, when you start talking about theme songs, the artists of, of these and the names of these songs, like for me to find out some of the names and some theme songs throughout the years have been ridiculous to me. Do yourself a favor when you go home tonight turn on some NXT and watch a Bobby Roode NXT entrance from one of the TakeOver shows. Uh, I'm sure it's great. I'm just talking about in general, like, the names of some of these songs. Oh, sure. Sure. I didn't know. I had to look it up. Like, I have two honorable mentions here. AJ Styles' song. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. By DMX. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was by DMX. How about that? Um, It's called Phenomenal. Go figure. Okay. And my other one was Shinsuke Nakamura, because everyone sings along with it. Right. It's called The Rising Sun. I looked it up. But um, but my winner is Bobby Roode's theme song, and you've got... Finn Balor's whatever it is. There you go. Yeah. All right. We'll do this one quick. 2016 Female Wrestler of the Year. I'm up first. I got Charlotte. How about yourself? Charlotte. I figured that was going to be a quick one. We've already talked about her a lot. Unanimous. Charlotte we was... We talked some more about her. Dude, Charlotte was the 2016 Woman of the Year. Uh, her matches with Sasha. She had some matches with Bayley, some matches with other women. I mean, just... But mainly her feud with Sasha. And she's such a damn good heel. She's the only woman where I've actually hit up WWE Shop a few times and been like, you need to make some more masculine Charlotte shirts because I don't want to wear this, like, this. it looks like a, a woman's shirt. Right. But, like, I want to wear some, I want to rep some Charlotte sure. flair when I'm at sure. some WWE shows. Right. So, yeah, oh, dude, I'm a big fan. I think that the way, she, her delivery and her promos has gotten so much better, and she just sounds like such an evil bitch, which is oh, the whole yeah. point. So... I don't know. That's all I'll say about Charlotte. I thought she was phenomenal this year. I've, I've said so much already. I'm done. We'll, we'll end it on that for uh, for female. I mean, here's the thing. Let's, let's give props also to Sasha. Uh, Bailey down at NXT had some great matches. Yep. Uh, Sasha and Bailey had some great matches. I'm trying to figure out if that snuck in there at the beginning of 2016. I think it did. It's hard to remember the timeline because right. they had some great matches in NXT. I just can't remember the month that yeah. happened. Um, you got but, Becky but, Lynch on SmackDown. Had oh, a yeah. Really good year. Alexa Bliss had a, a breakout year. Yeah. For the Divas in general, it was a very good year. Yeah. You know who didn't have a good year? Who didn't have a good year? Uh, her name just went away from me. She's supposed to be like a powerhouse. Nia Jax? Nia Jax. Oh, she's coming around, though. You watch Raw. She's, she's making a – she's doing something. Yeah, she, they they should position her like Awesome Kong, though. Yeah. Oh, I agree. We've talked about her on the podcast before. I know. Well, yeah. I'm getting off track, sorry. <laughs> it's all right, man. All right, after that, headline of the year. Pretty broad category. You're up first on this one, Paul. You got for, which, what do you have for your headline of the year? I have Lesnar Goldberg. That's my. I have two listed. That's my one honorable mention is Goldberg and Lesnar. So Goldberg and Lesnar. I think anytime you've got a superstar at the the level that Goldberg was, um, and just looking back and seeing all that, you can't help uh, but put them up in there. Uh, and you got such a powerhouse. I think Brock, with his return to UFC, and then his suspension, and then now he's feuding with Goldberg. There's just so much. Brock was in the news so much, good, bad, whatever, and the fact that. Um, Goldberg pretty much destroyed Lesnar. I mean, absolutely just... Well, do, do you remember the time? You had it at one point. I think it was a minute 26, I believe. I, I don't think it was that long. Well, because it, now if you're... It's shorter if you're talking from the time that actually, like, like physically interact. Okay. But from right. bell to bell, it's like a minute 26, I believe. But their physical interaction time was maybe... Less than a minute, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it was It was a... Amazing what he did. So for me, the headline of the year was um, Goldberg. 
All right, I like that. And I, like I said, I had two choices to choose from. That was my honorable mention. Uh, my winner for this category, it's kind of a subcategory of, of one large headline, although this headline wound up happening right at the end of 2016, so I don't, or end of 2015, rather. But essentially, my winner is AJ Styles' debuts at the Royal Rumble. That was my biggest headline of the year. But it's a subsection of the New Japan signings from the very end of 2015 when WWE went in and got Anderson, Gallows, AJ Styles, and Nakamura all at one time. Yeah. But you couldn't go wrong. AJ Styles or the Goldberg and Brock Lesnar thing, I mean, both gigantic headlines for 2016. Up next, we've got our comeback of the year. Once again, this could be perceived as a match comeback or however you want to look at it. I saw it as a career comeback, and there was a, this was a tough one because a few people had some some good comeback years, but to me, the winner's Goldberg. He came back and did what you just mentioned. Uh, it doesn't get any bigger than that. He took out the beast. I'm taking Goldberg for my comeback of the year. Who you got, Paul? Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with Goldberg. Um, that's my pick as well. Uh, my honorable mention though is Rollins. I have him number four on my list. Oh, yeah, you got four. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> well, it's just because he didn't get a full year, and afterward, had he had right. a whole year, yeah. a whole real run, you know. I got you. Uh, Goldberg definitely is number one. Rollins was my number two, just because I feel like uh, the impact that he made when he did come back, and and what he's made since then uh, has been huge. You know, I mean Goldberg is. I mean, it's, it's, so far, it's just been a one-off. You know, uh, it hadn't been much to it, but. Um, Rollins has done so much that he's he's my full time wrestler comeback. So cool. Um, other people on my list I want to mention Shane McMahon. That was pretty unexpected. Him coming back to the WWE and he wrestled Undertaker WrestleMania. Now he's the GM of SmackDown. And so I mean he I mean, an unexpected comeback. He's, I didn't had, a, he's comeback. had a hell of a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And my other one, Chris Jericho. He's had a lot of comebacks, but this run in particular. I think he's been doing some of the best work of his career. And that's saying a lot considering how long his career has been and how successful he's been. Yeah. Um, but I've got Goldberg. you got Goldberg, unanimous winner there. After that, we got our faction of the year. And, Paul, you're first for this one. Um, so I had a struggle with this one because I, I, I guess when I think of faction, I don't really know. I'm categorizing it as more than two wrestlers. Like a tag team is yeah. two wrestlers, but it's gonna it's got to be three or more. Yeah, I I think probably your most successful group was New Day, um, but for me the real winners here, um, in regards to storytelling, um, and, and and I guess an honorable mention was also the New Japan guys whenever they did kind of it was short lived. Very short lived. That was exciting to see. Uh, but for me, it's it's been the Wyatt family. Gotcha. The Wyatt family has been uh, my faction of the year. They've uh, they've done such a good job, and they've um, you know once, uh, and I think I even predicted on here that Randy Orton was going to win a title and it'll be Bray Wyatt's first title. That's a pretty big win for you for Bray to finally get that win as a as a tag team champ. Um, and uh, of course, Randy they turned around and then they they lost it, but. Um, but for Bray Wyatt and them to, to have that, I, I just I think there's so much talent in that group, and I really think there's actually too much talent to, to be all together. I think they all split them up, but you know, we'll see. But that's, that was my faction of the year. I've got them as my one honorable mention. My winner was the New Day. Uh, okay. Broke the tag team title records. Yeah. Uh, both solid choices. That's my number one and number two. So I've got New Day. Paul's got Wyatt Family for faction of the year. And I've, flip flop. New Day being. I mean, but for me, it was like a candle burning out, and just happened to be somewhere at the end of it was the record, and you know, that's. I mean, that's how records are. They're long, and you have to make it for a while to be able to break them. But I, I just feel like they, their steam, they were not as exciting. But what I think happened with them was somebody along the way realized how close they were getting, and probably the last like four months of their title reign was like to just to get that in the record books. Right. So like you know what I mean? They might have had plans to well, mix I, this a while ago, and they were just like, well, we're close enough. Like, well, the fans are so smart now too, and they read so much. And I think sometimes fans, myself included, we overthink things too much, and we think that we have to be this, that, or the other versus just sitting down watching it. Join. Right. You know, and so I think even the fans were kind of like, oh, they're only champions now because they're trying to break their record. And so I'm not okay with that. 
because you're just trying to push them at me because you want them to break the record. So now I'm not going to be a fan of New Day, even though I absolutely love New Day and I have no reason to hate them other than some idea that's in my head of what you may or may not be doing. Right. It's like you're resisting it because that's because you you know that's you where it's theory. going. Right. Right. So, yeah, I follow you, man. All right. After that, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans. I hear you out there. We try to stay optimistic on the Fight Talk podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> After that, we've got catchphrase of the year. And this is my. I think we're going to be unanimous first. on this. Well, I've got three choices here, and they're all the same guy. So. I know who it's going to be. And Chris Jericho, of course. Yeah. Um, my winner is You've Just Made the List. Yep. That's it, right? That's mine, too. My honorable mentions Stupid Idiot and awesome. Drink It In, man. Yeah, they're all. That's me. I'm not even going to sit here. I'm not going to go on about catchphrase. All right. There it is. Chris Jericho wins catchphrase of the year. Just choose whatever catchphrase he said all Drink year. Drink it in, man. It's so good. It's oh, so good. <laughs> the scarves and Jericho. Oh, so good. All right. Up next, we got Breakout Star of the Year. This is a tough one. There was a lot of that this year. A lot yeah. of new faces. A lot of really talented young talent. Paul, you're up first on this one, man. Who you got for your Breakout Star of the Year? Nakamura. Nakamura. That's my number two. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, what he's done has been uh, amazing. You know, the match. And you weren't a fan of his coming in. I wasn't a fan of his, but I think for the impact that he's made has been so big. Um, You know, for me, I I didn't get him at first, and I think that's probably pretty common, right? Sure. Uh, I I really kind of am like the dumb wrestling fan. There's a lot of stuff. I don't read a lot of the blogs. I listen to a whole lot of the podcast. You know, I, I think it's I do I listen to one or two every once in a while when I get a chance to. But uh, I really am that guy who, you know, I'll DVR or I try to watch live. And you know, as far as like following the storylines and stuff like that, I'll try to keep up with it. Don't do a lot of reading of the behind the scenes or either like the the websites and stuff like that. So for me, I I didn't know a lot about this, and it was kind of I didn't get it. But then as I started watching more and more of it, I got it. And I dug it, and it was awesome. And his talent was, you know, just wrestling ability was so far over. And I really think until he started hitting up with Samoa Joe, uh, for me that just the light went on, um, you know. But I, yeah, for me he's he's the breakout star. Who you got? I like that choice. Um, like I said, I had Nakamura as my second place. Uh, my winner is AJ Styles. Most people knew about him already, but he even said in interviews since he's entered the WWE. In one night of showing up at the Royal Rumble, he's more recognized in public than he's been his entire you know 15-year wrestling career. And to me, that's a breakout star. Yeah. Um, and we've already talked at length about how great AJ Styles is, and I'm sure we will more before this is over. But I've got AJ Styles. Nakamura is my number two. Honorable mention uh, to Finn Balor. His, his run with the WWE as the Universal Champion was one day, but he did get propelled to that new level of audience on the main roster and when he comes back I think he's going to make a really big impact and I also wanted to mention Baron Corbin because he's really gone from absolutely nothing I watched him when he was before he was even on television years ago him and Sami Zayn wrestled an NXT match Wrestlemania weekend um Wrestlemania 30 in New Orleans it was in front of just like a few people at like a convention yeah and seeing him go from what I saw there in person three years ago to what I see on TV right now on SmackDown, the improvement that that guy has made has been incredible in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think he needs to be mentioned. Uh, so uh, so I'll leave it at that. And I also wanted to mention Nakamura, the reason you know I had so much hype about him when he came in, he was so entertaining and charismatic to me that I actually started subscribing to New Japan World to watch Nakamura for about a year or two before he entered the WWE, and because of that, i become a humongous fan of Japanese pro wrestling. A lot of it has to do with Nakamura, so... Down here in the South, we call him Nakamura. Nakamura. Hulk Hogan, right? We just run it all together. Nakamura. Nakamura. So, I've got AJ Styles. Paul's got Nakamura, breakout star of the year. Up next, pay-per-view of the year. This is my category to go first. My choice is NXT TakeOver Dallas. Uh, it was a phenomenal show. Not much more I can say about it. There is another match I'll be talking about shortly from that show. Uh, but NXT TakeOver Dallas is my pay-per-view of the year. Uh, what do you have, Paul? Um, WrestleMania is always going to be my... For me, it's the Super Bowl. I get the most excited about it. Always going to have a hard time beating WrestleMania. I mean, it really is. It's the ultimate... Now, I will say this. 
I think eventually, if NXT gets to a point where they have their version of a WrestleMania, that might be pretty huge. Well, that's kind of what Takeover Dallas was. It was WrestleMania weekend, but right, it was in right. you know it was in like a twenty thousand seat stadium versus like a right. one hundred thousand seat right. stadium. You know, and, and I think that you, um, I think that the, you know, obviously they're not going to ever have WrestleMania for NXT, but. What they've put on all year has been amazing. You know, everything they've put on, their shows have been so good. Um, but WrestleMania, that's, that's my Super Bowl. Sure. I mean, that's that's what I get excited about. That's what I set aside time for. I mean, for me, it's like I'm ordering the hot wings, and I've got the pizza and the and the chips and the beer, and everything is all set up just like I do for the Super Bowl. I set it all up for WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, for me, that's that's just it doesn't get any bigger. Good deal. Uh, one honorable mention I want to throw in there, Money in the Bank. I thought that was a really good show. And that was, you know, we had the return of Seth Rollins defeating Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose cashing in Money in the Bank after winning it earlier in the night to finally win the WWE title at the end of the show. I was really entertained by that show. So I've got NXT TakeOver Dallas and Paul has WrestleMania for pay-per-view of the year. Up next we have Match of the Year. Paul, what you got? So for me, uh, the Match of the Year, and I, I don't have... I don't have a specific match between these two, but I've got Charlotte and Sasha. Now, I would say that most likely their go-home match, the last one they had, uh, for me, really was over the top, and I think probably the best that they've had, which I didn't think was possible because I think they laid it all out there. They have had so many phenomenal matches that you know the, I almost look at it as a whole body of work. You know, which is the is the feud, right? So I mean, I, so I don't want to be redundant here. Uh, I would say with their go home match, which I don't know what pay per view that was anymore at this point in time. I don't have it in front of me, but whatever the hell that was, their uh, roadblock into the line. Yeah, was that it? Okay, um, that was the name of like one of the last shows they did. I can't remember. It's hard to remember which show is which because they wrestle each other so often. Right, yeah. but the uh, but Charlotte and uh, Sasha is my. Uh, match of the year and I'm going to go with their last one they had this one that I, that I think that they laid it all out and um, you know they had uh, it was was that their last one well they had a match on Raw where Sasha won it back by like putting the Charlotte one where the this was the one where Charlotte won and it was in Sasha's hometown yeah that was that was their, their blow off match. That was their last yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. All right. I yeah. just don't remember what the pay per view was or whatever whatever it was. I was expecting Sasha to win. I thought it was going to be a sure win, and Charlotte ended up winning that. I thought it was just a great match. Um, but that, that was my match of the year. Good deal. My match of the year is from the previously mentioned NXT TakeOver Dallas. I've got Nakamura's NXT debut against Sami Zayn. I don't think anything this year topped it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I think if you haven't seen it, please go out of your way right now after, after this podcast is over and check that match out. Really, really great stuff. The crowd loved it. The in-ring stuff was awesome. Everything about it was great. It was, If it wasn't a five-star match, this is as close as you can possibly get to a five-star match. It was about perfect. Uh, some honorable mentions I want to throw in there. AJ Styles and John Cena at SummerSlam. You could really choose any of their matches, but their match at SummerSlam I thought was particularly great. And my other one I want to throw out there from NXT TakeOver Toronto, the two out of three falls tag team title match between The Revival and Hashtag DIY. I don't know if you've seen that one yet, but mm-hmm. you did. You, I thought that match was awesome. So many false finishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I absolutely love that match. Best tag team match of the year, in my opinion. Right. All right, so I've got Sami Zayn and Nakamura, and Paul has pretty much the Charlotte and Sasha feud, but the blow-off match being the match of the year. Which I, was it? Was it Detroit? Well, Sasha's from Boston. Okay, it was in Boston. Okay, so yeah, it was Boston. Yeah. I have, I think uh, it was Roadblock, end of the line, I believe yeah. it was the okay. show. It's going to drive me crazy. That's <laughs> all right. And feel free to correct us when you ever you guys listen to this. If you've got that much time, I'm sure we've made a lot of mistakes you can correct us on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, up next, the next category, announcer of the year. I'm up first. I choose Mauro Ronaldo. I love his style. I've been a fan of his for years, uh, dating back to his work in pride fighting, uh, his kickboxing work, all his MMA work, his pro wrestling work with New Japan, I think he's the best announcer in the in the world uh, for any kind of combat sports. Really big fan of the guy. So I've got Mauro Ronaldo as my announcer of the year. Who you got, Paul? I got JBL. Oh, okay. I like that. I like some entertainment in there. I, I you know when 
Ross and Lawler were there. I was always a Lawler fan. Uh, not taking anything from Ronaldo. I mean, right. I always feel like I'm pronouncing his name wrong. That's close enough. It's Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I think it's it. I say Mauro Ronaldo is how I pronounce Ronaldo. his name. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. It's one of those words where you Ronaldo. say it. If you say it over and over again, it sounds like you're never saying it right. Right. It all sounds like it's almost like you're Hulk Hogan. Like, I'm just Mauro Ronaldo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely – he – He's absolutely phenomenal, and I think he adds such a professionalism and a clarity and a voice uh, that we haven't had since Ross left. Uh, but I just really dig some entertainment mixed in there with it. I feel like JBL gets out of the way. I don't feel like he uh, he talks over anybody really too much. I think he, he knows when to step aside. I also really dug his um, interviews that he's been conducting on the on the network. I like those too. I thought he's done a really good job with those as the well. The Legends of JBL. Yeah, yeah, I think that he's done a really good job as, uh, working with those as well, uh, which you kind of get to see really the professionalism of him. So you know that when you see him on TV and he's throwing these little jabs and these little smarter comments, you know he's at work and he's working just like he did when he was wrestling. He's, he's you know, getting the audience revved up and he's being that counterpart to the announcers. So I, I dig JBL. Cool. Um, honorable mention. I want to throw out there Corey Graves. I think that Corey Graves. You don't like him. You're I not hate your head Corey no. Graves. Well, the reason I'm such a fan of his mainly has to do with the fact that he was an NXT superstar and he was being poised to be kind of the next kind of CM Punk type of guy. And he, because of concussions, his career was cut short, and he basically had a choice to make of, you know, either either I got to figure out this announcing thing or I need to find a completely different line of work. And I think he's done a, fin- a fantastic job with what he's been given in his sh- very short amount of time doing the announcer position. So I've got Marwan Allo, and Paul has JBL for announcer of the year. we got three categories left, and these are kind of the, the big ones, all right? So finisher of the year. Paul, you're up first. What you got for your finisher of the year? I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go with the RKO. Okay. Because it's been a media sensation. It's been all over the place. RKO out of nowhere. He revived it. He brought it back. It became a, such a big deal. I'm going to go with RKO out of nowhere as the finisher of the year. I like that choice. Mine is the Kinshasa, uh, the, uh, the knee strike that Nakamura does, mainly because it's been protected so well. Very few people are kicking out of it, especially when he gets you with a good one. And uh, it fits perfect for the character of Nakamura. My honorable mention the red arrow that's always going to be on there because it's such an impressive move yeah um, so i'm going to throw that out there but i've got the kinshasa by shinsuke nakamura and paul has the rko from randy orton as old school the versus new school a little old school versus new school i think we're going to see the two of them wrestle each other hopefully sometime in the near future before orton calls it a day in the uh, in the wrestling business that'd be awesome all right the last two categories we got tag team of the year and i'm up first for this one this was so tough, man. I hope you don't steal mine. Well, there's two schools of thought here on this. Well, you get pick one, and I'm I get only to go. picking one. All right. My tag team of the year is the revival from Damn NXT. It. You got That's the fine. same thing. Yeah. Well, what else? Can, what can you really say about them other than they're they're a throwback? I mean, you want to talk about old school? Talk about an RKO? We're looking at the Listen, we're looking at the this is Oli and Arn. This is Oli and Arn. That's Oli and and those guys. I mean, totally it's, it's the old school horsemen tag yeah. teams, man. That's exactly what it is. I love it. I absolutely oh, me too, love for it. Sure, for I'll, sure. I, it's like I'm getting to watch some old school wrestling without it being old. They, they get, it's like watching. Here's the thing. It's like fantasy booking, right? It's like oh, okay, if you could watch Ric Flair versus John Cena, but they're both in shape. You know, here you go. You got you got Ole and Arn Anderson, essentially the new version of them, going against you know some of the best new talent out there. That's awesome to watch and see how that matches up. And it's, for me, it's really exciting to watch the revival. They're, they are old school, but it's so entertaining and so good at what they do. Their ring psychology is perfect. Yes, yes. It's perfect. They, they're just, and they play, play their opponents perfectly. They, they play um, the role that they each of them have in a perfect way. I, that's my tag team of the year. Watch any match between them and DIY or American Alpha. I mean, they have they've had great matches all year too. So it's not just like a character thing. It's they're right. they're phenomenal all the way around. Um, honorable mention, of course, the New Day. They broke the records, yeah. but I think the Revival is a, is a better team. I like the Revival. Yeah. All right. And How great would it be if the Revival would be? New day. I brought that up. I think I said that on the podcast before. You I, did, and I was saying they the Revival should have come up like 
the week of them about to break the record and one right before the new day could break. How? Oh my God! It's so heat, much heat, man. So much heat. I should have done it. Anyways, I got the revival. So does Paul. That's unanimous. And up next, the big category, man. This is superstar of the year. Paul, you're up first. Your 2016 superstar of the year. I've got mine, and I have an honorable mention. Go for it. But I'm just going to give you who mine is. AJ Styles. Okay. That's my superstar of the year. I feel like he's he's it. He's the man. He's the man to beat. He's proclaimed himself as the man to beat. Um, he is doing everything right. He can wrestle. He's got a great talk. He's uh, you know, he's just he's a great character. Everything about AJ Styles is right. My honorable mention is Charlotte. Okay, I like both choices. And that's you know, I, or even if you want to go male female superstar, there you go. If I was picking a female superstar of the year, which we did, we did, didn't we? We did, yeah. We've already that's done Charlotte, that. yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I could see her being considered for overall superstar of the year, too. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Um, my honorable mentions in this category, I wanted to throw Shinsuke Nakamura out there and Samojo. Both of them had great years. Um, my runners-up here are Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. I think both of them had great – no one could have seen this kind of year out of Chris Jericho. No. Like, I think that he is overperformed, and he's probably my favorite superstar of all time. It just it, overall, I've always been a right. huge Jericho fan. So to see him do this, and I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan, but I'm with you, man. Superstar of the year's got to be AJ Styles. Yeah. For everything that we've said before, um, so that's unanimous. Uh, our tag team and our superstar of the year, both both uh, agreed on there, and we had a lot of categories here where we both agreed. And somewhere, if it wasn't my number one, it was my number two. I think what we found out in 2016 was. Um, some really good talent coming up, some really good building blocks. I think we've seen WWE stumble with some talent. Hopefully they've learned from those mistakes and they don't do it again, they don't repeat those. I don't have a lot of faith in that. I think that if a superstar gets over, it's by their own will and not by the powers that be. You know, I think if you leave it in the hands of the writers, you're fucked. There you go, 2017. Big old F-bomb right in your face uh, for the WWE writers. But... I love the year. I, I think we had some great things that we never expected. And uh, and the debut of Paul Brady on the Fight Talk podcast. Yes, sir. I mean, that's that's breakout star of the year right there. All right. You got anything else you want to tell the people? I got a couple things I got to plug real quick before we get out of here. Hey, I, I uh, listen, right now I am sporting my brand new Fight Talk podcast t-shirt. And uh, it looks amazing. And I'm sure he's going to tell you where you can get one of those. I know he's got some contests coming up. But if you dig real wrestling talk, positive sometimes, except for the old man jumps in here. When Khalees has involved, it gets negative. I want to take Kalisto and just like a Superman bop bag. Just I like Kalisto for the record. I really just, like Kalisto. Just over and over against the ropes and beat him. Okay. Um, but, hey, follow Steven. On uh, Fight Talk on Twitter and on Facebook and all that jazz. Uh, follow the old man if you want to at Billy Joe's Garage. He's going to tell you about all of his good stuff. Buy one of his t shirts. They're pretty badass. Thank you for that. And like Paul said, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at Fight Talk underscore. That's at F I G H T T A L K underscore. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Podomatic. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps out a lot. It really does. I know I say that every time, but those are the kind of things that advertisers and the statistics that iTunes sends and Podomatic sends. So it really helps for you to take just a little bit of time out of your day and just rate and subscribe and, and comment. I would really, really appreciate it. And now to some contests. So like Paul said, if you want to buy a Fight Talk t-shirt, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook, and I will get one to you. They are advertised on my Twitter and my Facebook, so you can see what they look like, or just direct message me, whatever it takes. I'll get you one and show you what they look like, and I do have some of those still available, and I can always order more. They've been a very big success, so thank you so much to anybody who's bought one so far. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and as far as the contest this week goes, it's going to be the same old contest, and it's the easiest contest ever. We're doing it just for Facebook again until I get enough demand on Twitter. But if you follow me on Facebook or if you're a part of any of the wrestling groups that I'm subscribed to on Facebook, I put this contest out there for everybody, and I post it all over the place. All you have to do is like the post. It's going to include 
a link to this podcast and it's going to have some pictures in the comments of what you can win. There's going to be two winners this week. So of all the groups that I post this in and on my own Facebook wall, I'm going to pick two people out of all of the likes and one person is going to win a Sting WWE Mystery Mini Vinyl figure. Somebody else is going to win a Bret the Hitman Hart WWE Mystery Mini Vinyl figure. So I'm giving away two figures to two different people. One's going to be Sting. One's going to be Bret the Hitman Hart. And all you have to do is like a Facebook post to win. So that's that. I've been Steven Jensen. And for Paul Brady, thank you very much for listening to the Fight Talk podcast. And I will be back soon. The episode you just heard of the Fight Talk podcast was brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates.